happy holidays. My name is Norm. My name is Ari. I am a dad and uh, old person. I am a child of the father and a not old person, and we both celebrate Christmas, but not necessarily Christianity, whatever. Sure. Yeah. And uh, this is K-pop for old people. Mm-hmm. The holiday edition. Yeah. If you don't celebrate Christmas, that's fine. That's your choice. However you celebrate mm-hmm. is fine with us. You can still listen to these songs, I guess. For sure. So <laughs> today, as a regular listener knows, yes, we usually talk about a particular K-pop group. Mm-hmm every episode but in this episode because it's our holiday spectacular (laughs) we're not going to talk about any individual group we're going to talk about k-pop holiday music Mm -hmm. but before we get to the holiday music we have some old business to wrap up first of all anything new and going on with you not much really excited for the holidays i guess mostly just to get out of school for a little bit for sure yeah I'm excited for Christmas vacation. I guess it's not called that anymore. I mean, Winter yeah. break. We are going up to D.C. We're going on vacation mm-hmm. to see some stuff. Some museums. Yeah, nothing specifically holiday related, just yeah. because we got time off from work and school. So we're going to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Other old business includes my... Reactions to the song that I listened to from Vicha. Vicha. Last week's episode was about Vicha. And as we discussed in that episode, they only had the one pre-debut single. Mm -hmm. Actually, at the time that we're recording this, they either have already or are going to very soon release a new song, which I'm pretty excited for, which is still pre-debut. I understand why you'd be excited. It is still pre-debut, and I... Because I did my research today, saw that that song you're mentioning, I think, was released earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And I listened to that one as well. In total, there's four Vicha songs on Spotify, and I listened to at least parts of all of them. Mm-hmm. But the one main one that we talked about last time was Y.O. Universe. Mm-hmm. So I listened to that one and kind of focused my attention on that. But honestly, because it's a brand new group who hasn't technically debuted yet. From what I read, it said like the debut was scheduled for in January, mm-hmm. which is like, a, you know, a month from now or so. Yeah. But they do have a few songs out. And my reaction so far is, yeah, they sound like a K-pop group. <laughs> uh, I mean, there is something unique about it in that it's all of the songs are exclusively in English. Mm-hmm. But like the sound of it, you know, the music, the lyrics, everything, it's its very K-pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the look as well, because I watched the video. Um, you know, they look very K-pop also. <laughs> I mean, because it's the American group from the K-pop company, the K-pop visuals are all there. It is a definitely more diverse group, mm-hmm. um, like ethnically diverse, yeah. than any of the other groups I've seen. But it seems like still filtered through like a k-pop lens so everybody whatever like racial makeup they might have they still look very (laughs) k-popified if i can make up a word yeah i guess what i'm thinking of is like in in my history with previous like pop groups and girl groups one thinks of say the spice girls where they 
highlighted the differences between the members of that group very much. Like they tried to make each other very distinct. Whereas in K-pop, it's more about, I'm sure it's not intended to make everything look similar, but it's supposed to make everything look uniform, I mm -hmm. guess is what I'm trying to say. And they look very uniform in that way. Yeah. Uh, the song itself, like, yeah, didn't really do much for me. Mm. And the other songs that I listened to seemed about the same. Like, they don't seem especially remarkable. I think because it's this experiment in hybridizing Americanness with K popness, I think, like, they were probably aiming right down the center, you know? Mm. And my experience with K-pop has been I tend to like the groups that are a little bit off-center. But um, that's cool. It'll be interesting to see how they develop. Yeah. If they get a different kind of following for their differences. If it makes them stand out in the crowd or if it uh, seems like a gimmick. It might just seem like a gimmick to some people. Anyway, I don't have a whole lot to say about Vicha. But I did listen to a bunch of holiday songs, Christmas songs, whatever you want to call them, from K-pop artists. And mm -hmm. I'm sure that you have listened to even more. So, Well, I don't know about that. Let's talk a little bit about that. So a little backstory for me. In the past, we've gone through and I've noticed like, oh, there's a holiday remix of that song or they have a holiday single out or whatever from different groups that we've listened to. But in recent history, so a little background for me, like, my day job includes a lot of things, but one of the things that I am in charge of at my job is the hold music for the company I work for. Mm -hmm. And I was asked by the folks at work to change to some holiday hold music after Thanksgiving, you know, just for fun. Yeah. And that is a thing that I enjoy doing. And for some reason, they decided to trust me entirely with <laughs> making the choices of what songs to use, which I love. I don't know how other people feel about it, but mostly I've gotten compliments on the stuff that I've put up there before. But I, when I was trying to think a month or so ago about what songs I wanted to put on there, I came to everybody in the family and I was like, tell me your top Christmas songs, your top holiday music. What would you like to see on there? And I asked you, and you, of course, uh, recommended a handful of different uh, K-pop songs that <laughs> yeah that could go on there. So I listened to a bunch of them and I'm sure you've listened to a bunch as well. So let's talk about some of these songs that are on your holiday list. Yeah. From K-pop artists. Um well definitely like probably my favorite would um be Funky Glitter Christmas by Edmix. Ah. Which um I've actually made you me and um my mother uh, matching Edmix bracelets yours says funky and mine, mine is christmas and our my mother is glitter yeah which i very much appreciate yeah we're both wearing them right now we are our matching set of bracelets mm -hmm. yeah that's one that you mentioned to me as well so i listened to that one uh tell me your thoughts about funky glitter christmas it is pretty funky you think so yeah okay <laughs> yeah i mean it's kind of my experience with it was that it kind of goes in lots of different directions. Yeah, that's kind of like the whole end mix thing, though. I suppose. They have a mixed concept. Well, it starts off like, I don't remember what song it was, but you were joking with me about Savage. Mm -hmm. 
you're joking about Savage and how like it starts out kind of goofy. Mm -hmm. I feel like Funky Glitter Christmas has a little bit of that goofy start too. Mm -hmm. Of like the one girl is just like, oh yeah, like, another year, another round. Yeah, like it's a <laughs> little over funky glitter Christmas. <laughs> I'm pr I believe that's a uh, Jew. Yeah, and uh, like throughout the song, they seem to take little quotes from like traditional Christmas songs, but they're going back and forth between that and like I don't know. <laughs> It's just like they threw a bunch of Christmas stuff in a blender <laughs> and mixed it up, and like that's what came out. Yeah, I think Lily did a really good job with the high note. Yeah. Yeah, I just like that part in general. That's probably my favorite part of the song. I'm pretty sure that was the last song that, if I can remember correctly, the ex-member Ginny was in. Mm. And that's why there was like the scene of her looking at the six mice dancing. That was Enmix and that she wasn't on there because there was uh. only six of them. And so they were, like, announcing the fact that she was going to leave. Oh, I didn't. I guess I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that your top K-pop holiday song? Probably, yeah. If you were ranking them. We don't need to do a ranking, but yeah. I'm just curious. What else you got on the list? Well, a lot of them are actually, like, holiday remixes, which I want to talk about, because they're just really weird. For sure. I agree. That yeah, because it's like you took the lyrics of the song and put it on a completely different one like especially with um after like by ives yeah. their holiday remix is completely different like kind of in a bad way in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> like i don't like it but i'm still gonna listen to it because it's bad sure i don't have any arguments against that it is interesting because that is one that you sent to me and i did listen to it i agree it does not make a lot of sense I don't think that the music improved the situation. It's like they took the actual chorus, made it like a pre-chorus, and then took like the post slash also chorus, made that the chorus and stuff. Yeah, well, of course. And so like, since I'm so used to the song, I tried doing the dance to it and it like makes no sense Yeah. <laughs> at all. And uh, that is the one that listeners will recall surprised me, the regular version with the disco strings from I Will Survive. Mm -hmm. And that is completely eliminated from yeah. the holiday version. The whole thing of that is like they take the lyrics and put it on a Christmas-y song. Yeah, and it's not even super Christmassy. Yeah. Like, it's just barely... Like, the cliche of how to make a Christmas song is you just take a song and then you put sleigh bells on the top of it. And uh, mm -hmm. they do put sleigh bells in there, but, like, they never really commit to the sleigh bells <laughs> yeah and there's like a little like glockenspiel thing going on there that's i guess a little christmasy but like the whole thing about sleigh bells is it's supposed to sound like when you're riding in a sleigh and because the horse mm -hmm. is clip clopping along it's like at a regular interval and they do it like maybe like on the one of each measure for part of the song yeah and it's like really though <laughs> that's the christmasiest you could get and also, the lyrics have absolutely nothing to do with Christmas or winter or it's holidays. It's just or, the same thing. It's exactly the same. Like this phenomenon of the holiday remix. So there's a, a well-known holiday movie that we haven't seen together because it's R-rated. <laughs> and it's called Love Actually. Mm. Some people adore it. Other people revile it. But it starts out with this guy who is recording a new version of a traditional pop song but making it a christmas version because he's trying to 
it's based in the UK and in the UK the top Christmas single of the year is like a big big deal so he's trying to shoot for that he's like an old rock star an aging rock star and he keeps screwing it up because like they changed just like a few of the words to make it more Christmassy but he keeps <laughs> singing the regular words and mm -hmm. I don't know that's what it reminds me of but like they don't even change the words they don't like say snow or Santa or anything it's really weird it is really weird um, and it seems like, from what I've observed, that's not an uncommon thing for folks to do, is just basically change the music and add some sleigh bells and have a completely, it's still a regular song about dating or whatever, <laughs> but uh, they consider it a holiday song now. But yeah, I have like a couple other holiday mixes on my playlist, like uh, The Darling by Seventeen, Perfect Night by La Seraphim. <laughs> <laughs> Butter by BTS. And I only have that on there, like most of the other holiday remixes, because it's just so bizarre and ridiculous that I kind of like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not even, like, that good. Sure. Well, I mean, like, the thing that everybody's shooting for is... And I've talked about this before. Like, if you get a Christmas song that hits what everybody really wants right now... Because, like... There's a million Christmas songs that have existed, some of them for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's really hard to stand out as a new Christmas song. But if you can do that, you have something that's going to generate revenue for you every year, maybe for the rest of your life. So like my example of the one thing that everybody's trying to do right now is probably All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Mm -hmm. Like that was a song that she co-wrote and it was not a cover of a traditional Christmas song. It was a brand new song. And now it's like one of the most popular Christmas songs. And like, even if Mariah Carey wasn't already one of the most successful recording artists of all time, even if she just had that one Christmas song, she could probably live comfortably for the rest of her life based on just the royalties from that song. Because like every year it gets played a million times. Yeah. That reminds me. Um, like about a year ago, or maybe even two now, a bunch of K-pop groups came together to sing All I Want for Christmas is You. And it was really oh. good. It was really good. I liked it. I think my favorite part would probably be um, Bang Chen and Sung Min from Stray Kids, because their like, harmony and stuff was just really nice. Yeah, that's cool. It was really fun to watch. So yeah, like everybody keeps trying to make a new Christmas song hit, and it's rare that it happens, but when it does, boy does it. Speaking of Stray Kids, mm -hmm. uh, one of the songs you sent me I want to talk about was Stray Kids' Christmas Eve L. Yeah, Christmas Evil. Yeah. Obviously, it's a pun. like of Christmas Eve and then a capital L. Yeah. Because it's evil. It was really interesting to me because it's almost like an anti-holiday Christmas song. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that I don't know whose voice it is, but at the start they do like that it's Christmas Eve thing. Mm -hmm. Who is that? I mean, your <laughs> guess is It's not one of mine. the members of Stray Kids, but it's really cool. I like it. It's an interesting take. Like, that's not a take you see very often is <laughs> to make a holiday song where they're complaining. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I found that song in like June of last year. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and it's not like super Christmassy either. Yeah. I don't remember if there's sleigh bells or not. I don't know. Okay. I don't really have much to say about it. I just, I like it. It's a good song. Yeah. I mean, they're having fun. Yeah. Clearly. And the video is fun. Mm -hmm. They're replacing Santa because Santa 
got attacked by like the voice monsters, I believe. Oh yeah, that's right. That is how the video starts. I don't have any idea what voice monsters are. I kind of do. I'm sure it's like one of those Stray Kids extended universe things. Yeah, I don't really know much about it other than the song, The Sound, but I don't even know if that's related. So what else you got on your list? Not much else. There isn't really very many. Well, there is a few, but like there isn't really very many um, K-pop holiday songs that I really like. I mean, mm. Twice has a lot of songs that like are Christmassy or like specifically for Christmas, but I, they're not really my kind of song, which is like kind of surprising for me because I like like almost all of the Twice songs. Yeah, that is interesting. I think I saw that they had like a whole holiday album. Because mm -hmm. I only have uh, Mary and Happy and Donut, and they're like not even really my favorite, but I wanted to include at least one. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So I listened to both of those because you mentioned them to me. And I'm going to start with Donut because mm -hmm. that... I. Donut isn't a very ho holiday-y food. It's it's definitely not. Yeah. And I don't really... I mean, like, what is it about that song that makes you consider it a holiday or a Christmas song? Well, it's supposed to be. In what way, though? I have no idea. Like, the lyric... Because I obviously listened to it's it... It's also in Japanese. And watched the video. And, uh, like, the translated lyrics are all about... The the donut of the title is like they're saying, I have a hole in my heart that's shaped like you, I guess, like a donut has a hole in it as well. And um, that's kind of it. <laughs> but there's not really anything like about winter or, or well, Christmas. Well, there is something about winter. Look at the Well, the you're thing. absolutely right. Like the album cover yeah. and the video happen exclusively in winter mm -hmm. but like the song itself <laughs> doesn't seem to have any references to winter or holidays or christmas and i don't know obviously the donut of it all isn't really christmasy and the music is i don't remember any sleigh bells or anything like that at all so it's like it's i get that it's wintry and the thing that was weird to me is when i'm watching the video they're in the snow and they're like dressed to the nines, like formal dresses, like they're going to some kind of winter ball or something. <laughs> and they're talking about donuts, <laughs> which like culturally, I don't know what donuts are like in Korea, but in America, they're kind of considered like a lower class junk foodie kind of thing. I guess. And not like a super fancy high class Thing, like the images in this video so that was kind of a weird disconnect <laughs> for me and also that it starts with a donut <laughs> being surrounded by like police tape <laughs> because it's like fallen on the floor and all of the red jelly has leaked out like blood but it's also kind of <laughs> glittery and shiny and also, it's not a jelly donut. It's not a jelly donut. It's a... Like, jelly donuts don't have the hole because exactly. the, the jelly wouldn't fit. Exactly. But this one does have a hole because otherwise it wouldn't make sense for the lyrics of the song, which are all about <laughs> having a hole. Obviously, I had a lot of strong feelings about this song. <laughs> I personally, my hot take is I do not consider it a holiday song. Okay. At best, you could consider it a winter song, but... If it's a winter song, I'm still going to put it on my Christmas playlist. You're more than welcome to do as you see fit. But yeah. But one that certainly qualifies as a holiday song is Merry and Happy. Yeah. By Twice. Oh, and also when I was looking at Twice, I noticed that 
because we talked last time about in the bowling alley, there was like this dance remix, club remix of the feels that Mm -hmm. we heard and it made you mad. Yeah. And then I saw on Spotify, there's like a whole remix album of just the feels. So it's probably like one of the songs. And there was a remix on a recent release, like from this year, which I think is maybe the one we heard. But anyway, getting back to the point, which is Merry and Happy. Yeah. So of all the songs that you sent to me for putting on the hold music, Merry and Happy is the one that I actually chose and is actually now (laughs) on the hold music at work. Yeah. And the reason I chose Merry and Happy is because I think of all of them, this was the one that struck me as the most like conventionally Christmassy sounding Mm. because a lot of the words are in Korean. So like most of our customers that are calling in and getting put on hold are probably not Korean speakers, but like they do say Santa and they do say other English words and just like the, the tone of it, like it just sounds like a Christmas song to me. Yeah. So, well, it is a Christmas song. Yeah, for sure. What are your thoughts on it? I don't really listen to it that often, but like, it's a good song, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Like, the, there's nothing like super outstanding about it. Like, yeah. honestly, the only reason I put it on there is, I mean, the the Christmas playlist that I used for the work hold music was like spanning many decades and many genres and all kinds of different things because I wanted to have. Okay, so I'm gonna get into my hold music philosophy <laughs> for a brief moment. Because I think if you're waiting on hold, you're probably waiting on hold because you need to talk to somebody about something that's broken or something that you need changed or whatever. And so, like, you're probably not feeling great about it. So the stuff that I want you to listen to should be something that's not, like, too down or sad or whatever. Like, makes you feel good. Like, makes you okay with waiting a little bit. And so I like to mix in okay, here's an old familiar thing that you're used to and you like, and it's pretty universally um, enjoyed. And then here's another thing that, hey, maybe you've never heard before and like this is new to you and you're discovering something or maybe it's something that you have heard before but you've forgotten about and haven't heard in a long time. Like I, I like to mix a lot of different things together. So that was one of my things where I'm guessing most of the people on hold at work are not, familiar with that song and maybe you're hearing something new for the first time Mm. and then you know i also have all i want for christmas is you on there so well yeah so yeah merry and happy that is of my list that is a subset of your list that is the one that i chose Mm. Uh, that's probably my favorite any other uh k-pop christmas songs that come to mind for you i have one okay and it is a cover by espa it's jingle ball rock and uh, earlier, over like Thanksgiving break, I was talking to my siblings, and they—I was talking to them about this song, and I was—they said that it wasn't rock, but the original was. But the Espa version, I would consider to be more rock than the original, and yeah. I was very confused how the original wasn't rock, but the other one wasn't or was. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't listened to the Espa version, so I can't speak to that, but. Everybody, of course, is familiar with the original version, which Mm. it doesn't sound very rocking at this point, but this is coming from a time when the idea, the concept of rock and roll was like a new thing. Yeah. So like it's changed a lot over time. Well, that's cool. I mean, that is at least a handful of K-pop songs that our listeners can add to their holiday rotation. So I guess that's it. That was our K-pop for old people 
holiday spectacular. Mm-hmm. And uh, normally at this point, I would ask you about next episode, but um, I think what we've decided is we're going to take a little hiatus for the holidays ourselves to relax and go on vacation and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then we will uh, reconvene in the new year and see what's next. Yep. So if you have thoughts or feelings that you want to share or suggestions on stuff you'd like us to talk about or questions you have for us, as always, reach out to us. And uh, you can send us an email at kpopforoldpeople at gmail.com mm-hmm. or comment on the YouTube videos or anywhere else you can find us online. I hope everybody has a safe and happy holiday mm-hmm. and happy new year. And uh, I guess we'll see you in 2024. Yeah. If I mispronounce this, I'm uh, sorry. Merry Christmas in Korean. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Good. Should we do like a Christmas E intro? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Even though it's December 3rd. Yeah, but it won't come out till later in December. Yeah. Uh, how how do you envision a Christmas E intro going? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, okay. Um, yes. Okay. Happy holidays. My name is Norm. My name is Ari.